Hello, welcome to Healing Out Loud with me, your host, Jackie Shea. This is a place to relate to the darkest days and be inspired by ultimate triumph. Each week, I interview a brave guest who has extensive experience with illness and or wellness, and hopefully we will leave you inspired to warrior on, highly informed about something new, and connected to a tribe of amazing humans. Because the only way out is through, but it helps to have a tribe walking with you. Hi, everyone. So, so, so pumped for a new week and a new start and new intentions and new fun stuff. Uh, My fun fact this week is that last night we went to Cafe Gratitude and I want to tell you that my new favorite bowl there is the Humble. It's the Indian curry bowl. It is freaking amazing and I crave it every day now. Also, I'm really into making some vegan um, Indian food. Uh, I made some vegan sog paneer recently. It was so good. Okay, guys, so let's jump into this week's episode. I had with me um, Ashley Cantley, who is a feng shui expert, and she was just amazing. We talked about all things, how to make some small changes in your space to manifest better health. The weekly challenge is all about manifesting better health with one little change you can make. And we get into how feng shui comes out in other self-care practices in your life and holistic living and why it enhances holistic living and health and how I've used it intuitively since my healing journey. You guys, this is really, really awesome stuff. And I think it, I think it, has a really big impact, a bigger impact on your health than you would imagine. Um, I'm pretty passionate about how it's changed my own life. So follow me um, at Jackie on Instagram for some weekly challenge updates and uh, just for some fun also because we have fun on there and it's my favorite platform. Also follow me at JackieShea.com for other wellness gems. Uh, Subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on iTunes. Please share it with your friends and join the Healing Out Loud Facebook community. All right, you guys, let's jump into this week's episode. Hi again, everyone. Today I have with me Ashley Cantley, feng shui expert using space for manifestation. Hi, Ashley. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for coming on. So, 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 so excited about this episode and this topic. I absolutely consider how I keep my space part of my health regimen. Um, When I got really into holistic healing, I completely changed how I lived in my space. I could no longer live with like clutter or excess or darkness. Uh, Another reason for that is because in getting sick, you know, a person usually ends up being home a lot more than they ever were, (laughs) which which was true for me. I had never been a person that stayed home in my life. And suddenly I was home all the time and I just – started really caring about and tending to my space. Um, But that being said, I don't actually know a ton about feng shui itself. So I'm really excited for what I'm going to learn here. So thank you. Oh, great. Well, thanks. And you know, you hit on something interesting, which is feng shui is a lot of times instinctual, which is maybe what you were going off of when you were changing your space. Yes, yes, I really, I really do think so. Like I, I saw that on one of your, your Instagram posts um, that I was stalking out. I was like, oh yeah, it is. It, it, you know, it is a feeling, right? And the more, yep. the more you kind of can tune into 
which happened for me with health. Like the more I tuned into what feels good for me and what feels bad for me, which is again something that before having health struggles, I wasn't that tuned into. Um, I started to be like, ooh, that feels bad, that clutter or that darkness or whatever it might be. Um, So I love that. So what is feng shui? (laughs) So feng shui is an ancient Chinese art and science, and it balances and harmonizes our spaces, which in turn support us so that we could go out and live our lives. It increases our personal energy. So you change your space to increase your personal energy. But I actually practice a blend of modern, ancient, spiritual, shamanistic. So as much as space is important, so is you know, your um, meditations and visualizations and setting intentions, it goes hand in hand with feng shui. So in feng shui, you look for energy blockers in your space that are holding you back and you fix those and you want to balance your space by bringing, um, I use the five elements of nature and they're, again, it's an art. So you might talk to someone else who does it differently, but um, nature is perfectly balanced and nobody goes to the lake or the mountains or, you know, the ocean and feels like crap afterwards. Hmm. You usually feel a sense of renewal or you feel energized or grounded. Um, the nature inspires me so much. So my goal is to bring nature into your space and, and balance space using five elements, which I, I don't talk about a ton because it can get complicated. I try to keep things simple, simple, but, um, that's how I, I use feng shui. I love that description that like, it's, you go into nature and everything does feel completely balanced, right? Like no matter where I am, if I'm at the ocean, if I'm at the lake, if I'm at in the mountains, I'm like, yeah, this all makes sense. Exactly. And, you know, you think about history or, or movies or books, whatever, people always go to nature, back to nature to find themselves. So the goal is like you spend so much time in your space, like create a space that supports that you know, that feeling. Right. And yeah. And how can you feel? Yeah. How can you feel that good when you can't leave the bedroom and maybe you don't need to go to the ocean? That's amazing. So what, what got you interested in this line of work? So, um, I started feng shui about five years ago. Like everyone, I probably heard a little bit about it and tried to incorporate principles in my life. But when I really got serious about it, I had just ended a toxic relationship and um, like a three-year relationship that went on way too long. And when I looked at my space, my space was a literal reflection of my life at the time. Like it was ratty. I had, I had like scratches and everything. Everything was dirty. Like I, it was hard to believe that I was actually living in that space, but it was a mirror reflection of what was going on in my actual life. So I went through every inch of my apartment. I threw away old clothes that reminded me of, you know, bad situations or like dates past. I got rid of furniture because, you know, like I imagined this person that I was dating laying on this furniture every time I was in my apartment. And it just that, you know, your space 
affects you at a subconscious level. So I got rid of everything and I changed my space according to uh, feng shui principles. So I, and then once I did that, I got a new job at um, NBC Universal in the 30 Rock building, which, you know, if you are from New York or you ever been to New York, you kind of just stare at that building in awe because the history um, that went on there is awesome. So that was like a dream come true. And then I found um, the love of my life that same year. I got pregnant that same year. So everything changed when I changed my space. Wow. So so that wasn't necessarily intuitive. Well, it was intuitive in a lot of ways, but you did start, you know, using feng shui principles right away. You didn't just start throwing things away. No. You know what's funny? Um, I, you know, New York, I also follow Ayurveda. And I don't know if you're familiar with it, but basically New York energy is just go, 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 go all the time. And I would say I completely was not spiritually connected and I don't know how conscious I was. I was just dealing with the heartbreak relationship, disgusting apartment situation. I wasn't that enlightened at the time. I just knew I needed to heal, but I, and I was looking for a way to heal my heartbreak. And so I kind of just turned to feng shui. Now I'm a lot more, you know, open to the world and connected spiritually. And I feel like you already have that. I found it late in life. Um, Mm. So it's probably more intuitive for someone like you or me even now, as opposed to, you know, what I was then. Right, right, right. No, I mean, I totally relate. Like I, you know, the toxic, I've been in the toxic relationships and it's like, yeah, your space. I, and my space has kind of always been, until I got sick, my space has always been like a very cluttered, kind of like chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's that's amazing. And I'm so glad you brought up Ayurveda and, you know, kind of the other holistic things in your life. Um, and also the way you, you cleaned out your space. So you know about Marie Kondo, obviously, the yes. the life-changing magic of tidying up. Is that – that's not feng shui. Um, it's, uh, you know, decluttering and cleaning is one of the most important aspects of feng shui. It's like step one, clear out the crap in your apartment or your house and clean. And um, I think, you know, I started reading her book, but I got sidetracked. But I think that's the throw out her, the premise of her book is throw out everything that doesn't bring you great joy, is it? Yeah, it is. And then she says exactly what you just stated. Like as soon as you did that, your life started to, you met the love of your life and you got the great yes. job. And she says, yeah. you know, she says it's, it is a life, what, what the title suggests. It is a life changing. It's not just a space changing experience. I would say that is, that is feng shui in that old stuff would be like an energy blocker. It holds you back. It drags you down. So when you have excess stuff or excess dirt in your space, it's like blocks the energy. And that's something you want to, as we say in feng shui, cure, get rid of. Mm -hmm. Right. And you use the word cure. So tell us what cure means. Because I mean, obviously, that's a big, that's a buzzword for people that are not feeling well. (laughs) So yeah, yeah. So I try to use simplistic terms in feng shui and not, um, you know, use the lingo too much because I want to make feng shui accessible to everyone, except I love the word cure. So anytime there's an energy blocker 
or anything, anytime that you need something fixed, it's called performing a cure. So I would cure, um, you know, like your closet by removing stuff, clothes that doesn't make, don't make you feel good. That's a cure. And yeah, it's a fix basically. That's so cool. Like cure just feels so, um, it just feels good. It feels like a cure. I, yeah, I, when I did this, when I like went at it, I was probably two years, I was healthy enough to like clean out my space. So I was like, you know, a couple years into the healing process and Mm -hmm. it really, you guys, like I can't say enough about it, how it changed my life. Like, I became a person who liked being at home, who felt peaceful at home, who felt restful at home, who my life opened up in all sorts of ways. I totally landed. I, I moved and landed in the apartment kind of of my, of my immediate dreams, you know? Um, really bright space. It feels super healing. I throw out everything that I don't want. Like just immediately, which is such a blessing to not go, do I need to hold on to this? Do I need to let go of this? And that that part of like what you're talking about, kind of old things holding this energy and dragging us down, I feel that in my body. Yeah, you know, our space has such big impacts on how we feel and um, like you think obviously, (laughs) but it affects us at such a deep subconscious level. You know, you might not if there's a closet full of crap that you just haven't gone through and cleared out, you might not think about it every time you pass it, but it affects you at a subconscious level. And you know, what's crazy is that 95% of how we move through life is at a subconscious level. Like people are on autopilot and barely use their conscious mind, like 5%. And some people only use it 1%. So it's so, so clearing out the clutter is, is getting it at a subconscious level. Because you walk past it and, and it just drains your energy and you feel down or you feel bad and you might not even really realize it. Right. Yeah, it's so true. Let's take a quick break for my show sponsor, Sanebox. You guys, this episode is perfect for this. This is feng shui for your email. I kid you not. We're talking about decluttering, removing the excess from your space, And if you ask me to name the single biggest workplace time waster, I'd have to tell you that the answer is email. In fact, a recent study found that almost 50% of the time that managers and entrepreneurs spend tending to their inboxes is spent on emails that should have never been sent to them or that didn't need an answer. I have tried to manage the excess so many times, manually deleting thousands of emails, but it just gets out of control again. So when I learned to declutter, decluttering my email and my phone of all the excess and old pictures and my email of all these old emails or finding folders for them to stay organized and efficient has made a huge, huge difference in my life. But SaneBox makes that so much easier. I have folders for everything and SaneBox manages it for me. So if I have something for newsletters and news, SaneBox does that without me having to move the email. So when I open up my email in the morning, it's just the things that I need to look at. And when I want to look at the news later, I can look at it. It's very effective, very efficient. I don't miss anything important or that I enjoy. I can't recommend this enough, my friends. I love it. Because we could all use better sleep and more efficiency in our busy lives, I worked out a great deal for my listeners. Visit sanebox.com for 
backslash Jackie Shea today and they'll throw in an extra $25 credit on top of a two-week free trial. You don't have to enter your credit card information unless you decide to buy, so there's really nothing to lose. Check it out today and let me know if you love the organization and lessons stress as much as I do. Again, that's SaneBox, S-A-N-E-B-O-X.com backslash Jackie Shea. All right, let's get back to our awesome episode on feng shui. It's so true. And so you're interested in other forms of holistic living, like you mentioned Ayurveda. And I know that you, you know, you've struggled with celiac in your life. So you've, you know, you've integrated these other holistic, how else do you live holistically? And how does feng shui support that? Yeah, I have celiac disease. I've been diagnosed for over 20 years. And so I obviously know what you put into your body affects you know, your, your life, your energy. It's so important. And actually feng shui is, uh, Chinese medicine and Chinese medicine and Tibetan medicine come from India. And so, um, Ayurveda is a health system, the oldest health system that comes from India. And I just, it helps me wrap my head around, um, creating balance in my life. It's just another way to create balance internally. It's like, creating um, stronger life force energy by eating a certain way. And, and um, like, uh, it just helps me categorize or like understand when I'm running myself ragged. Like in New York, I was very pitta, which is like very high fire energy. It was go, 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 go all the time. And that kind of energy creates an imbalance. So knowing about Ayurveda, I know how to bring myself back in balance. And then like acupuncture, that's actually a form of Chinese medicine. I, I actually went through hormonal issues after miscarriage. I used acupuncture to heal myself. Um, and then just um, whole foods, the raw food diet I, I use now and then to get myself back aligned. So right, right. That's I do amazing. everything I can. Yeah, you do a lot. And you you just brought up your miscarriages. I wanted to ask how you've used feng shui to sort of um to navigate different challenges in your own life. And I know that you did you did like a little uh a fertility, you know, a treatment to your home when you were wanting yeah. a baby. So tell us a little bit about that experience. Yeah, so I um got pregnant and was so excited. It was kind of like I was in a new relationship, but, you know, you're all excited for it. Um, it was unplanned, but kind of not, we weren't preventing it. And, um, about four months into the pregnancy, you know, I started, I thought I had a miscarriage, um, because I started bleeding. So I went to the doctor and realized that my body still thought I was pregnant, but the fetus had died. So I had to have surgery to remove it. Oh, God. And, uh, yeah. And I don't really think I processed that at the time or gave it the gave myself the care that I needed mentally. And then what happened after the surgery was, I was bleeding for three months straight every single day. Oh, my God. And that's enough to make you just want to, like, I remember thinking, I just want to jump out a window. I am going crazy. When is this going to stop? 
and you know, like when you're a woman and you're on your period or you're bleeding, you're like, you ruin underwear. It wasn't just a physical issue that was happening. There were signs in my space, like ruined underwear, you know, like everything was deteriorating around me. And, um, the thing about feng shui, it's, it's living and breathing. So uh, I say that, I mean that you always, there are always cures to perform, to, to perform depending on your situation. So maybe uh, like the cures that I did earlier in my life before pregnancy, they're great, but now I need to look at my life again and figure out how to adjust my space to support where I am now. So during that time, I um, worked on so there are every area of your space corresponds with um, energy. So there's an energy map in, in feng shui. So I looked at the, the space that was the, the health area of my space. And I looked at the children and fertility area. And I enhanced those areas to support me in healing. Because like when you feel crazy physically and mentally, it's so important that your space doesn't add to that. So right. I had to create a calming space. And also, I amplified my children and fertility area just to. Can we talk um, about? Can we talk about your children and fertility area? So, if a person, yeah. so I think you know, we did an episode on here on infertility, and I think that it's it's a really big topic right now, you know, um, yeah. in our world today. And I think it's really really important to talk about and to talk about openly for for women who who have to go through that and feel so alone and feel. I think there's a feeling of um, failure that that unfortunately comes comes with it that isn't that isn't based in reality but but real nonetheless um what can you do for your home if you are struggling with infertility what are some examples so so a lot of um and where is it sorry where is the fertility place or the baby so the first yeah the fertility and children's space in your home is the so if you're looking at your room or even the whole downstairs, it's the middle right-hand side of your space. So that is the children area and fertility area. So when you want to, you want to bring balance to your life and the way to be, and you want to bring balance to your space. So that space is in balance when it's, there's white, like you could decorate with whites and pastels. When you use metal, that's the element associated with that area in your home. So you want to make sure that there's metal or there's white or pastels. And you can do that through the art that you hang. You can do it through um, actual using the actual element metal. You can paint a wall white or pastel. And you want to make sure that the images that you have in that space are conducive to what you're trying to manifest in your life. So like if I want to have a baby, I have positive images of motherhood, whatever that is. And it could be, I mean, it could be a a white blob on the wall, but if that says to you motherhood, then that that's perfect. It's, it's all um, personal and intentional. Like if it speaks to you, that's what you should use. But sometimes people have such negative sad things hanging up in their space and they don't even realize it, but it's, so you got to just assess, assess your space and see what, what, um, to make sure that you're bringing in 
what you want into your life. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally makes sense. I just, we're going to take a break for the weekly challenge in a second because this is the perfect segue. But I do want to ask, so when you say the middle right-hand side, right, I look at my space Mm -hmm. right now and I go, okay, well, that's kind of like right before my couch in my living room. (laughs) And I go, so like, where do you, where do you, where do you decorate or where do you put the, that image? So, so. When I say middle right-hand side, that means when you walk into your space from a door or an entryway, the main flow of energy, however it enters into your space, that's how you orient it. So not when you're sitting at your couch looking at the middle right space, but when you walk in. So um, so it's not uh, an exact, like, you don't need to get a roller out, you know what I mean, right. and, like, tape off the spot. You just need to know that that area represents the children. So if you're looking at your couch and it's the right middle space, you can hang a painting there. Right. Or you could put a table with a sculpture there, a metal sculpture or something motherhood. Right. You can also, like basically you want to bring energy into that area. So you want to make sure it's balanced and bring energy into the area. You can add plants, which is life force energy you can add light right 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 there's so many different ways to enhance it i love and balance it i love that okay let's take a quick break for the weekly challenge welcome to our weekly challenge segment where we arm you with new tools each week to kick some self-care butt As you explore all of these new options presented weekly, my hope is that you will come to collect a number of quick ways to take care of yourself inside and out. You will essentially have your very own and very handy self-care toolkit. Some of the challenges may not work for you and some will seem perfectly tailored to you. We are building up your defenses, inspiring your mind, body, and spirit toward total wellness. Keep in mind that the goal is always progress, not perfection. The only rule is that you are never allowed to beat yourself up. Keep me posted on your progress. Stay accountable. It helps. Okay, let's hit this week's challenge. Okay, Ashley, what is our challenge this week? So the challenge is thinking about health. We want to find the health area of your space. So find the very center of your space. And your challenge is, Clean it, declutter it, clean it like like hotel clean, you know, and declutter it and then hang a Swarovski crystal. Um, it has to be Swarovski. It's the highest, highest grade crystal. Um, the size should be 40 millimeters to 50. The bigger, the better. And hang it in the center of your space. The crystal um, calms that energy and cures. It's like a, a go-to cure. It's so cliche and feng shui, but it cures everything. It brings happiness. It brings light. And it and it creates just an awesome energy flow. So that is your challenge. Cool. So I see your posts about the Swarovski. How do you pronounce it? Swarovski. Swarovski. I see your posts about the Swarovski crystal. So do you hang mm-hmm. them? And it looks amazing. Do you hang them yes. in the ceiling? Yeah. Well, I, okay. So a lot of people think that feng shui is Asian decor because that's, you know, it comes from China mm-hmm. and India. But really, if you go on Etsy and you um, type in Swarovski crystal, you want to get the round ball shape. They have the cutest options on there. I have one that's a 50 millimeter one that actually comes with a cute little metal chain and that you can put on your window 
or um, you, for in this case, since it's the center of your space, you would want to hang it in the center of your ceiling. I'm like, I have a little hook, like a plant hook on my ceiling. That's where I hung mine. And um, for extra added oomph, you can use a nine inch red string. Like red attracts more energy. Ooh. Um, so you can also add that to the crystal as I well. Love it. Are they really expensive? They're not. That's the thing. Mine, I think, cost $24. Oh, and I have about five of them. <laughs> and they're beautiful. That's, I promise you. That's so cool. Yeah, I really want to get one I, because I see your posts and I'm like, yeah, that looks so clearing and beautiful. Um, yeah. And people use a lot of different crystals, you know, for their health. But uh, but I like this idea. And I want to say too, you do have a toddler today. So you yes. you have a baby. Um, yeah. And after that, that trauma. And he, yeah. he loves the crystals in your space. He plays he plays with the rainbows (laughs) yeah it's like the highlight of our day every day so like it creates great energy flow in so many ways and like one of those ways are seeing the rainbows across our um wall every day in different patterns like in the afternoon they're big bright like wide and in the evening they're little slivers and it's just like brings so much light to my life I love it. I love it. I love the way the way you do that. Okay, guys. So that's your weekly challenge. I'm gonna do it. Go out and get a cle- declutter the the middle of your space, the center of your living space, and hang a crystal. Um, I will link to all of that information. And I'm super, super pumped about it. Remember to keep me updated on Instagram. I will be posting my new crystal on Instagram for sure. Um, So let's talk more about other things people can do. People that are bed bound or home a lot because they're not feeling well. What are little adjustments they can make, you know, people can make to their space uh, to enhance their health or their resting? Yep. So I would say the first things first, before you get into, before we get into the changes, I just want to say that, um, Knowing what you want out of um, changing your space, having an intention and being able to visualize that intention coming to fruition is so important. And then I, so I do that every time I make a change to my space. And then I also do a mudra and a mantra. So it's just um, really putting clear intention into the changes you make to make sure that they manifest in your life. And a mudra is a is a hand is a way is like a hand position, right? For yeah, for meditation yeah. or um and like your 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 thumb to your pointer finger and the rest of your arms open, that's a mudra. And then a mant- yeah. a mantra is, you know, Om is a mantra. Um, yeah. So just and to give some background. Yes, go ahead. Yes. So a mudra, because before um, I really started studying feng shui, I thought I was so embarrassed to do mudra mantras in yoga class. And the reason was because I had no clue why I was doing it. But when you do a mudra, it opens up certain energy points in your body. That's really the point. Um, so I'm not a mudra expert. But I love learning about them every day, and there are about a million of them that you can find online that um, there's one for every situation. I always do the open heart mudra because that's just 
feels good to me. Um, and then a mantra, um, you know, if you you can do Buddhist mantras, which I do because they are vibrationally, they affect your energy in a vibrational way. But you don't have to. You can do your favorite, a line from your favorite song that makes you feel good. Really just whatever feels good to you. And I do it nine times. Okay, so you can go online, search, you know, health or whatever and pick the mudra. And then you you pick a mantra for yourself and do it. You do it nine times with the mudra held before you make any changes. Yep. Or you can do it. You can also do it after you make the changes. And when you do it after. So when you know your intention, you visualize, you do your mudra, you do your mantra and you um, you can even state like I've made these changes and I am cultivating great health in my life. Like you can even state it out loud too. Right. I always do that. I love that. Okay. So what are, so before they make, the, so, anyone makes the changes or after that's, that's, that's the practice. Yes. And then yep. what are some of the practical changes in between? So super simple changes that you can do. Let's say if you're in your bedroom, um, First thing first, like open windows, open the blinds, get sun, stare at the moon. You know, like staring at the moon um, was an ancient remedy. It's said to cure 108 diseases. It, it, um, like even if you can't get outside, open a window and, and just sit in the light of the sun and the moon. That mm. changes your energy. Um, Get as much natural light as possible. Like I said, even if you're inside, like even if you don't have a window in your space where you're sitting, um, artificial, like, you know, artificial lights can have a negative effect on you, but they have full spectrum light, um, which reproduce the beneficial light from the sun. Like I know Ot Light is a good brand. So you could change out the light bulbs in your, in your light. And it's key to keep your bedroom or whatever space you're in well lit because dim lights feel depressing and they represent sort of a bleak future. You could feel depressed from it. You can feel moody. Even if you don't like to have bright glaring lights all the time, just so that you have the option to light up your space when you need to. Yes. That's important. Um, staging, I would recommend. It's pretty cheap. You can get it online. It's just a stage stick and it releases the same ions after a good rain. So like resets your space and clears away any negative energy. Uh, you could do it every day. You could do it once a week. You could do it after a big fight, after a big cry fest, anytime you can do it. Um, and you just go through fix- your whole space with the sage yeah. stick kind of smoking. Right. Yeah. In the, in the corners, I have a, a turkey feather, which was not plucked from the turkey. It was fall, fell off the turkey and I use it to get in the corners of all of my spaces and in closets. Great. And then fix anything that's broken. See, this is what, where feng shui is intuitive. Anything that's broken, like a broken light, a broken door handle, it affects you at a subconscious level. So just fix it. Um, so position the the bed or whatever you're sitting on in a commanding position. This is key in feng shui. Like if we're talking about a bedroom, uh, the bed position is key. So you do not want to, you want your head to be positioned where you can see people entering your space. 
Because when you're positioned where you can't see people entering your space, it creates anxiety. And so you want to put the bed the best place, and you don't want your feet coming out facing the door. So you would want to put your bed diagonal to the door, but where you can see people coming and going in your bedroom. You don't want your feet facing the door. That would be called the coffin position. And so all your energy at night when you're sleeping can go right out the door. You also wouldn't want your headboard against the wall of the door because, again, that doesn't put you in a position where you can see who's coming and going. It's a very vulnerable position. Okay. Okay. Um, So the other thing is you can change the sheets of your bed for healing and health. So yellow or green sheets are great for that. My sheets are always pink, but if I were feeling sick, I could put on my green sheets. Just easy little swaps you can do. What about white? If what you, about white sheets? <laughs> white white sheets have an active kind of energy. So it's not the most calming, healing, uplifting. I mean, it's not terrible. You could add some pillows. So if you don't want to change your sheets, you can always add yellow or green pillows, which though pillows sometimes are just as much as new sheets. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. Um, if you have a bathroom in your connected to your bedroom, or if your space is small and you know, like you live in a studio apartment and your bathroom is there, keep your door closed. Always keep the door closed because your energy can go through the bathroom and down the drain. Mm. Keep the toilet seat closed. Keep your bathroom closed. And another thing is you don't want your bed up against a wall that's your bathroom wall. So I can keep going. Yeah. <laughs> so many what things. About, okay, what, about in keep- the, what about in the kitchen? Just as far as like enhancing enhancing your your like health vibrations or throughout the rest of the house. Like is there – Okay, yeah. Yeah. Is there like a certain color? So, yeah. Going back to the center of the house, which um, we touched on for the challenge of the week, you want to make sure that area, it it could be the center of your house or the center of your space. Make sure the center is fresh, airy, bright. You want it to be happy, open, because the center of the house is really like, it's the health area and it affects all aspects of your life. Um, You can add plants in that area. A lot of plants add healthy life force energy. It's growth. Um, you, the color associated with health is yellow or gold. So you can paint the wall. You can add, you can bring in color however you want with your favorite image, your favorite photography, literally any way you want. Um, you hang a Swarovski crystal. That's kind of a cure, uh, cure all for any issues you might have in your house, house. The other thing is if you in the center of your house or your space, if that's a bathroom, like I said, bathrooms drain energy. So you definitely want to make sure you spend extra attention in that space. And you can cure that by adding a full-length mirror inside, by adding plants again, by wallpapering. Like I actually have a bathroom in the center of my house. So my I have wallpaper in my bathroom and it's birch trees like adding uplifting energy mm. so it doesn't go down the drain. Clean and clutter, declutter every area of your space. You want to keep your space in balance. So you're, you're not a feng shui professional. You might not be able to hire a feng shui professional, but again, it's intuitive. So if you're looking at your space and it's all bright, 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 
fire energy colors, you might want to balance it with some more earth tones, muted colors. It's all about balance. And even in textures, if you have a lot of sharp, hard metal wood surfaces, you can bring in some plush fabrics or pillows to just balance it out. Mm. I would also suggest letting some fresh air in, diffusing lavender or like an uplifting citrus scent. Um, flowers also make you feel amazing and add great energy to your space. And just take a look at your space and make sure that everything on your wall reflects where you want to be or reflects how you want to feel. Mm, yeah, I have a, love it. Like I have a, I have a painting in my house that was given to me that that I was so sentimental to me, but it's really depressing. So I just don't hang it. Mm, um, right. So yeah, that's just just a few things I recommend. It's basically like your whole home is your vision board. Right. Like, yeah. You make your whole yeah. home your vision board. Um, yeah. Like what? that's what I kind of decided I wanted when I started to declutter and stuff. I was like my whole space just needs to be my vision board. Um, yeah. And I need to yeah, feel that have, when I walk in the house. I need to just like feel like I'm in my vision. Yeah. You have the opportunity to design your life exactly how you want it to be. And um, yeah, you want to walk into your space and just feel good. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay, so I am interested in feng shui coming out in other areas of your life, like, you know, relationships. Obviously, we talked about this, and it, it is a part of Chinese medicine. So, so, and you yeah. do practice Ayurveda and all of these other things. Um, but how does, how does feng shui kind of enhance your self care practices? I look at it as far as the makeup I use, like, some people could think this is going too far, but I can't help but think like if you're using makeup that's tested on animals or has terrible chemicals in it, like that ha holds energy. And what does that do when you're putting it on your body? Mm -hmm. So I think of it in that sense. I think about it um, in the foods that you eat. I, you mentioned that you were looking at my fertility, a blog I did on fertility. And I was talking about, um, like if you're eating meat and the, and let's say a piece of chicken and the animal was killed, the animal was pumped with chemicals, lived in an inhumane way and then killed terribly. And then you're ingesting it in your body. That's putting terrible energy into yeah. your body. Absolutely. And I'm not saying everyone should be vegan, but I'm just saying everyone should be conscious of the choices they're making. Because it's always about enhancing your personal energy. And um, do you think about it with clothes too? Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Are there I do. And you know what's the clearest example of this? Do you remember Zara was in the news recently? Someone bought one of their clothes, and in the, in the clothes was a note about how the person was being paid unfairly who made the clothes in the factory. Like, you can't get worse than that energetically. Oh, no. Do you know, just because this is such a big topic, right? And I totally agree with you. Makeup, clothes, like, I you, you, I feel that stuff. I don't want to give my money to, to those kinds of places and those kinds of companies. Do you know offhand, like, some of, some of the good places to get clothes that aren't crazy expensive, that don't practice these? 
Well, I have been on this search forever. I There are two that I kind of stalk. Um, and Nikki Reed is an actor and an activist, environmental activist. She has a company called Bayou with Love. And she is B-A-Y-O-U. And she creates, um, she uses recycled metals to create jewelry. And she has clothes all sustainably and um, ethically sourced. And then there's another company or um, another clothing line called Christy Dawn, who I stock. And they use materials that would be thrown away um, from big factory um, design houses. And they create one-of-a-kind dresses. Oh, cool. So I do find it hard to, like, I don't have a big resource. I'm also searching for it. But those are just two that I know offhand. But a way to kind of remedy it without doing a ton of research is to buy th- from thrift stores, right? Like, y- yeah. That you not, yeah. you're not getting it new. You're not really supporting that same culture. Exactly. And I think... And, you know, that reminds me of I have a child and everything for kids is plastic. And I really do not want plastic because I don't want to contribute to the the situation that's going on right now with the, um, oh, you know, in water and plastic doesn't recycle and it just stays around forever. But if I do want to get something plastic, you brought up the perfect point. You go to a thrift store and that is um, a way to reuse and recycle and make sure it doesn't end up in a landfill just sitting there. Yeah, absolutely. Thrift stores are such a great remedy for for a lot of these these issues, especially yeah. with kids. Kids this you know, they grow out of everything so quickly and you you cycle through, you have a high chair for 2 years and then you're done with it. Right? Like you just yeah. you go through these things. So that's such a great solution for kids. Um so I love that. Any other ways that feng shui has enhanced your self-care practices or or you, you know, it has inspired, I think that's a better word, how feng shui has inspired other self-care practices? Um, I mentioned acupuncture before, but really I think feng shui in general has just made me more intentional with all of my choices. And that comes down to the way I speak. Like I'm super into manifestation now. Um my, you know, enhancing my personal energy. It's just filtered through every area of my life where I have to make a choice. And I want to make sure that every choice is energetically feels good and aligned with my goals. Yeah, I would imagine too, and this is, we'll have to end with this, but that, that taking, putting this care into your home really just is a kind of a remedy for, for any sort of self-loathing that's going on. Like it's, it's a way to love yourself, really, really love yourself and, and give yourself the gift of living in, in kind of harmony and peace in your home. Um, buying yourself flowers, you know, clearing out, decluttering. It feels like for me anyway, it really felt like, such a such a, an act of self-love and when when I love myself in my home I'm able to treat myself better out in the world yes exactly I agree I will buy a $30 crystal and put it in my space instead of like a $30 shirt because the crystal I see every single day and it makes me feel so good it feels like a luxury but you know it's 
you can do it. And and I agree with what you said. Yeah. And there are all these little ways to bring joy, you know, into your home. Like I, I tell my boyfriend all the time because he doesn't live this way at all. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, everything I own, I love. You know, like I, when I buy something, I love it. And then I take care of it. And then when I look at it, it makes me happy, you know, and it's such a nice way to live. Yes, that's where you want to be. So I love this. I'm so excited. I'm really excited to buy the crystal. I'm so excited for the little changes we can all make and that I can certainly make. I learned so much following you on Instagram. So where can people find you? You can find me at Feng Shui Ash. That's my Instagram. That's my Facebook. And um, on my website, fengshuiash.com and sign up for my newsletter. I'm creating a uh, program and a couple free workshops that if you sign up for my newsletter, you will be the first to know about those. Amazing. Amazing. Yes, I'm so excited. And everyone, we will. Thanks for joining us and we will see you next week. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks, Jackie. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Healing Out Loud. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Find me at Jackie on Instagram, my favorite social media platform, and follow me at JackieShay.com if you want to stay in touch. You can also write to me through JackieShay.com if you're interested in working with me as your trusted wellness companion. I'm always happy to hear from you with any questions, comments, or concerns. You can also join the Healing Out Loud with Jackie Shea Facebook group. Have an amazing week, you kick-ass humans. I hope you're able to implement what you learned this week, and I can't wait to share more. Bye.